I'm Chanti from Foxglove Soulwork and welcome to For the Soul. For the Soul is a podcast dedicated to the everyday healing practice for our mind, body, and soul. Here, I'm going to share with you some tips and tricks that I've learned throughout my spiritual journey from astrology, meditation, tarot, healing, and mindfulness for balanced living. Your self-healing journey starts right here, right now. On this episode, we're going to talk about how we can use the power of the moon phases to plan your month ahead. If you want to tag along in this self-healing journey, grab your journal so you can write down all the amazing key points of this episode. Let's begin. Good evening, guys. I hope you're relaxing and chilling with a cup of tea by your bedside. Because right now, I'm going to tell you a story about the little light that shines bright above the sky called the moon. I don't think the moon needs an introduction anymore. It's like the moon has always been a favorite kind of emoji or a symbol for us women. Like we wear it as earrings, necklace, or put it as a tattoo, which I did, by the way, because it represents something so magical and divine. But did you know that the moon isn't that mystic, if you know what I mean? Like, when I'm talking about mysticism, it's defined as something that's out of reach, like mythology. When in reality, the energy of the moon no matter how abstract this sounds, can actually be used as practical means. The moon can help us to plan our day-to-day activity and also one month ahead. Isn't that exciting? I've actually been tracking the moon cycles for maybe a few years now, but it was just tracking, you know? It started as a new moon or a full moon review. Like... How does the energy feel to me and was there any event in my life that correlates with the cycle? But starting from last year, I started using the moon cycle to really plan them out. So it's not like, oh, today is the full moon. No wonder I feel a bit cray cray. But it's more like, Oh, so next month, we're going to have a full moon on this day and a new moon on this day, which means that I should try to allocate some of the work that aligns with the energy of those moon phases. The truth is, we are actually super connected to the energy of the moon. Like I said earlier, on a personal level, in the art of astrology, The moon rules our moods, emotions, and what's happening in our daily lives. Well, I'm a woman, and if you're a woman too, you know that we can be pretty moody, right? We don't have the same mood every day. It's always changing. Today, we want to eat carbs. Tomorrow, maybe we want some desserts. And a lot of time, it's very much connected to the moon cycle. You must be wondering how it works. How come a little satellite in a land far, far away can affect us so much? Well, the 
truth is, I don't really have the scientific answer for it. I don't study astronomy, but I can tell you from an astrological perspective, I hope that's okay. Okay, so here's how it works. The moon may not be a planet, but in astrology, it is considered as a planet that rules our moods, emotions, and what's happening in our daily life. The moon orbits around the earth for about 30 days and moves through the 12 signs of the zodiacs in the span of two and a half to three days. And that is why, my moon children, the reason why our mood changes so quickly. Blame the moon, am I right? So what happens is, when the moon shifts, our mood or preferences will shift too. There are certain moons that make you productive, like a full moon, for example, because I get so work frenzy during the full moon, and there are also certain moon phases that make you want to lay on your bed and never leave the house. Well, we're recording this during the pandemic anyway, so mm, I don't think we should leave the house anytime soon. And the interesting part is, the moon cycle tends to affect us women more because the moon rules divine feminine energy. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but try to track your menstrual cycle and see which one phases it usually falls under. You might learn something new about yourself. I personally always have my cycle around new moon time and right now is new moon in Leo. So you can bet I'm pretty cranky, thanks to the PMS right now. What's important is knowing how the moon phases really work can help you to be more productive. Because then you'll know when to put a heavy load of work and when to, say, dark moon chill and go easy on yourself. It's all about working with your flow for a better result. Try it. I promise you won't regret it. All right, now is the time to dive deep into the details. This is like my favorite part because I literally love rambling about the moon phases to unsuspecting friends who are actually not into the woo-woo stuff. I'm proud to say that I've converted a few normal regular friends to become moon trackers too. <laughs> <laughs> the formula is actually quite simple. There are eight moon phases in total. New moon, waxing crescent moon, first quarter moon, gibbous moon, full moon, waning gibbous, third quarter moon, and finally waning crescent. Memorize all of them and then combine your knowledge of the energy with the zodiac they're in at the moment. Today, we're not going to talk about the moon in zodiac signs, but if I'm making another episode about it, I will totally let you know. I get it. It may be so difficult to memorize the whole eight moon phases, but think of it as a cycle of life. The moon waxes and wanes. It becomes full and it disappears. Just like anything in this world, what goes up must go down. And perhaps let's try to use an example of 
getting a job using the moon phases. Full disclaimer, I'm not in any way guaranteeing that this is exactly what will happen if you use this example, nor you'll get a job by the time the cycle ends. We all know that HRs take forever to call us back. So yeah, this example is only for illustration purposes. So let's say that you're someone who's interested in becoming a writer and you start during the new moon phase. New moon, which is the cycle that I'm in as I'm recording this right now, is actually the perfect time to plant the seeds for your future. New moon is the dark moon that happens when the moon is in the same zodiac sign as the sun. So, for example, I'm recording this during the Leo season, which means that the new moon is totally happening in the Leo sign too. This is when you should visualize what you want and try to manifest them. Think about what you really want in life and be specific about it. Usually, the theme of the wish revolves around the zodiac sign that it's in, but we're not going to go there right now. Now, going back to the writer example, this is the perfect moment to try and visualize the big picture. Do some journaling and put that intention. Something like, I want to be a writer, but also put some details about what kind of company you want to work in, how your life is going to be like as a writer five years from now, anything to get that excitement signed, sealed, and delivered to the universe for manifestation. Two and a half days later, you start realizing that the moon shows a little bit of light. It's called Waxing Crescent Moon. And this is the time to try taking steps to make your wish come true. I mean, yeah, sure. You want to be a journalist, for example, but do you know what it takes to be one? Unlike the new moon phase where you are encouraged to dream big, the waxing crescent moon is all about putting it into a concrete plan. Do your research. Gain as much information about the kind of company you want to work for. But most importantly, stay with the vision. Don't give up. Next is the first half moon you'll see of the cycle, which is the first quarter moon. This moon is like a pit stop where you can review your effort and decide if you want to commit more. Like, you know, thinking it through. Is there anything else that you need? If you're the writer-to-be that we're talking about earlier, now's the time to start applying for the jobs. But also, think about whether the company you're applying to has the same value as yours. Basically, like assessing every single detail and making sure you read all the fine prints before you commit further. Fast forward two and a half days later, we arrive at the Gibbous Moon. Now, now, it's not the time to give up yet. Gibbous means bulging, so that is exactly what it is. 
I know it sounds dodgy, but I promise you it's not. It just means like life feels like it's filled with potential. So stay on your path. Continue what you've been doing. Perhaps start going to those job interviews and carry on with your writing job hunting. And now we're arriving at the infamous full moon. Woohoo! Full moon is the brightest of all. Like you can turn off your house light and just enjoy that bright light from above. It's amazing. To me, it really shows how fascinating this world is. Anyway, back to our moon class. Full moon happens when the moon is opposite from the sun. We had the full moon two weeks ago and as you can guess, it's in Aquarius. Because Aquarius is the opposite of Leo. So, full moon means a lot of things actually. It could be the time to reap what you sow, meaning like manifesting what you've wished previously, but also the time to let go of the things that don't serve you a purpose anymore. But after tracking the moons for a while, I realized that it's more about the earlier and if receiving a karmic lesson involves letting go of certain people, jobs, or things, then so be it. It is, after all, the time when everything comes full circle. I usually use this moment to be grateful for what I have, forgive, and move on. Full moon, regardless of the fact that the energy is so erratic I couldn't sleep at night, it always make me want to be a better person each time. Now, in the case of your writing job, you actually could possibly, I don't know how possible it is, to get a callback from your future boss. I mean, it happened to me before, it might happen to you too. Although it's a very small chance, let me tell you that. And perhaps you can use the full moon phase to be grateful for this opportunity, at least. And treat your friends and family some dinner for the new job? That'll be great. Now the next three remaining moons actually don't really have that much distinction. A lot of it is about letting go, but I'm going to try my best to explain it to you. After the full moon, we have the waning gibbous moon. It's like the gibbous that I'm telling you earlier, but it's waning. And it really is the time to let go because the moon starts to fade away. It's a good time to rest and I would actually usually reflect. Let's say that before wanting to be a writer, you used to work at a multi-level marketing company. This is the time when your new job hasn't probably started yet, so you have enough free time to think about what you've learned in your previous job. Maybe your sales ability can be put to good use as a writer, but also you might want to use this time to let go of your previous title as an MLM sales rep or something. 
look forward to that process of shedding and stepping into your new role. And as the gibbous moon wanes even further, you're going to meet the second half moon, which is called third quarter moon. If you're asking why it's called the third quarter instead of the second quarter, I have no idea. Well, similar to its predecessor, the third quarter moon is also another pit stop. After learning to let go, forgive, and move on, we still need to reassess if we have made the right decision. Have we let go everything that we need to let go? How do we feel now? Again, if you're having doubts about your new writing gig, that's okay. Sit with that feeling and figure out what's the best thing to do from here onwards. And finally, waning crescent. A time to fully heal, let go, and relax. After a whole cycle of hustling, this moon is a good time to heal yourself. Go easy on yourself. Practice self-care. If there's anything that you want to let go or maybe you're thinking of quitting now, this is usually a good time to do so. But if you don't, accept it and be content with your decision to leave your sales job. Be grateful for all of the opportunities you received as a newly minted writer and be proud of yourself. Now, before I wrap this episode up, let me tell you how to start using the moon phase to plan your days ahead. Number one, track the moon for the next 30 days. Well, you can use some website or I personally use this app that's called Moon Reader. It's pretty good. And recognize how it shapes your day. Journal about how your day went afterwards. Just notice. Notice every single thing. Like what's happening, how you feel about it, everything. Number two, add the moon phases to your calendar. I personally use this journal from Magicify and it has the moon cycle available there already. But if you use a bullet journal, Google Calendar, or just a normal yearly planner, just add it there. And number three, once you're able to recognize the differences between each moon phase, you can start putting each activity you're going to do for the next one month based on the moon phases you've allocated in your calendar. And if you have any question at all about planning your month ahead using the moon cycle, feel free to drop me a message and join the conversation on my Instagram at foxglovesoulwork. I would love to check out your journal and see what you've planned for months ahead. Today's mantra is, I choose to live with the flow of the universe. Once again, I choose to live with the flow of the universe. Thank you guys and see you in the next episode. Bye! This podcast is created by Foxglove Soulwork and produced by Moment Studio. You can book a session with Foxglove at www.foxglovesoulwork.com. Check out more podcasts at moment-studio.com 
and at themomentstudio.id on Instagram. Our intro song is Bumbling by Pictures of the Floating World, licensed under an attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 United States license. Thank you for listening and thank you for healing with us. We'll see you soon.